Welcome to the Rising Consciousness Show, 20 minutes of soulful insights and powerful tools to elevate your life experience and create with higher clarity, intention, and vision. I'm Tara Antler, intuitive healer and soul coach. And I'm King Gabriel, spiritual teacher and practitioner. And we are the co-founders of Ascension Academy of Life. A global center for spiritual growth, intuitive healing, and soul alignment. Get ready to blast off. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to be here with you today for a live recording of the Rising Consciousness show and podcast. I'm so grateful to be here with you as always to share some high vibe content, some inspiring conversation and hopefully create some lift for all of you out there. I know that the tides are changing, things are swirling, things Things are moving, things are shaking, things are being turned inside out and upside down. Hasn't that really been the theme over this last year, full, full year that we've been in now? Uh, so I'm excited to be here. We're going to go through beliefs, thoughts, and paradigms and what's happening in terms of this new paradigm shift. On the planet, we are always evolving. We're always up-leveling, we're always ascending, we're awakening, we're shifting, we're growing, our consciousness is always changing, hence the reason why we talk about rising consciousness. And consciousness has been rising for a really long time, and right now I really feel like we are in a major, massive up-leveling in our consciousness. And whenever consciousness rises, so meaning our beliefs start to change, our thoughts start to change, our thought forms, our paradigms, and I'm going to go through what each of those are because they all work together and they build up to create this paradigm. When paradigms start changing and belief systems start changing, our thoughts start changing, it sometimes can be pretty easy for people and sometimes it can be kind of challenging because you're faced with, do I hold on to what I believe and what I've been taught to believe and what I've chosen to believe and what I ground into believing every single day, or do I choose to let go? And that's really where we're at right now. So let's break it down and then I'm gonna go deeper because I have a really cool story that I wanna share with you all that happened to me last night while I was um, helping the boys go to sleep. And in between I sat and meditated and I had some amazing stuff come through that I wanna share with y'all. So let's start with beliefs or thoughts. Let's start with thoughts actually. So thoughts are these things that we have, right? We have trillions upon trillions upon trillions of thoughts in any given day. In any given moment, we have several thoughts that are flowing all the time. And our brain is meant to run that way. It's like a machine. It's like a computer. It's meant to process thoughts, have thoughts, send out thoughts, manage thoughts, focus on thoughts, toss thoughts away that no longer serve us, manifest thoughts that are really important to us, hold on to thoughts that are meaningful to us in some way. And a lot of, you know, all of these thoughts, they're your thoughts are your thoughts, my thoughts are th my thoughts. Now, can there be external thoughts that come into the field? Of course there can. There is this thing we call the collective consciousness. And within the collective consciousness are all thoughts. So your thoughts, my thoughts, everyone's thoughts on the planet, past, present, future, all thoughts combined, thoughts that are streamed through radio, thoughts that are streamed through television, thoughts that are streamed through every piece of consciousness out there that you could possibly imagine. There is a field of collective consciousness. So you can be having you know, a great day, you're doing your thing, you're like, I feel good, I got great thoughts today, and all of a sudden you feel sideswiped, that you're like, what the heck just happened? What just came in? What is going on here? Why am I having these thoughts? out of nowhere, thoughts that might not be healthy, thoughts that aren't serving, thoughts that might be distracting. Now, could they be part of one aspect of your consciousness, like the ego or your past or your parentals or your culture or your religion or whatever has been a part of your life and journey to help shape and grow who you are? Yes, those thoughts can come from there. And can they come from the subconscious? 
Yes, they can. And can they come from the collective consciousness? Yes, they can. So we are exposed to our own thoughts and the collective thoughts all the time simultaneously. So people will often ask the question, well, how do I discern? How do I decipher between what is my consciousness thoughts versus the collective consciousness thought? And they're all linked, right? All our thoughts are linked. So I always say to our clients, if you are having a thought about something, you're most likely you have part of the Velcro, you have part of the endpoint, you have part of the connection, the link to allow that collective consciousness thought come into your consciousness or else it wouldn't be there. So really it's not so much a matter of asking the question, is this my thought or their thought? Is this my thought or the collective consciousness thought? If I'm having this thought and I'm aware of this thought, chances are, even if it is coming from the collective consciousness and you just happen to be hearing it and tuning into it like a radio station, there's a part of your consciousness, there's a part of your mind that already has a piece of that, that already has a fragment of that. Everything is about attraction. What I think and what I focus on, what my container is composed of, I know I'm going to see an experience out there as well. It's going to come to me, it's going to reflect to me, it's going to show to me because I'm creating my reality just as you are creating your reality. And so if we want to refine maybe the collective thoughts that we're aware of and that we're picking up on, then we need to come back to self. Because I don't know about you, I don't know how to go and change what's being broadcasted out there in the collective consciousness. I can't, I can't, that would be a lot of work if I was to go and deliberately try or attempt to change everyone else's thoughts out there. Have you tried that? Probably doesn't work so well, right? Try to change someone else's thoughts. Try to change someone else's mind about anything. It usually doesn't work so well. There's usually resistance that comes with it. There's usually a fight that comes with it. And the reason why is because we all have our individual consciousness, our individual thoughts, our individual belief systems, and our individual paradigms within the collective paradigm. So for me to try to change someone else's thoughts, it's kind of like barking up a tree. I'm not gonna get anywhere, right? I might be able to plant some seeds and maybe somewhere along the line, those seeds might take shape, it might have influence, it might alter, shift, transform. Repetitively, if I say it enough times, maybe it will transform. And I think that's the key really is repetition. What are you repetitively hearing? What are you repetitively paying attention to? What are you repetitively saying in your mind? What are you listening to out there? And do you like what you're listening to out there? Because everything that we take in becomes part of our paradigm becomes part of our belief system. So again, if there's something that I don't like that I'm getting from the collective field, instead of me trying to go out there and change out there or change the paradigm or change the belief systems out there, I first come in here. I first come within myself, I go within and I go, okay, Tara, you must have some Velcro piece to this thought. You must have some piece with inside of self that relates to this. You have part of the puzzle. There's something familiar about that thought. Hence the reason why I can recognize it, I can feel it, I'm aware of it, because there's something within inside of me that has that too. Now, if you think about cultures, for example, the world, for example, we've all been given certain information. Believe this to be true, this is true, this is not true, this is true, this is true, this is not true, this is true, this is true, this is not true. And if we don't have our own internal discernment to really feel into, is that my truth? Is that real? Is that true? we will just openly believe it. Just like when we're kids, right? When your parents say, don't touch that, that's hot. You either are going to test the waters and touch it and then know for yourself that it's hot, or you're gonna believe your parents and just don't touch it, right? There's different ways that we all learn and all are okay. So it's really a matter of, am I testing the waters? Am I 
checking it out for myself? Am I believing what I'm being told? Am I accepting what I'm being given? Or am I open to just being curious about it? Be curious about it. Be curious about the thoughts that you're being given. Be curious about the thoughts that you have about yourself or that are inside of your own consciousness. When you get curious, there's less judgment. And judgment is not good for anybody. Judgment closes down our energy field. Judgment closes down the heart. Judgment separates us from source, from ourselves, from other people. So let's release the judgment. No judgment on the thoughts that we have. Let's just be aware of them. Let's just be mindful of them. Let's be conscious of them. Let's bring some consciousness to our thoughts. And if there's thoughts that you're hearing out there or thoughts that you're hearing in here that you're like, ooh, I don't know if I like those thoughts so much. I don't know about those thoughts. Do I want to keep those thoughts? And if the answer is no, then it's about you using your conscious power to choose a different thought. And some people say, hey, Tara, that's easier said than done. There's a lot, of, there's a lot going on out there. Uh, there's a lot that I'm seeing out there in the world that I don't like, that I wouldn't consciously choose for myself. Okay, great. So then choose something else. This is your reality after all. And somebody might say, oh, but Tara, you know, we're all in this reality together. Yes, we are. I'm in my bubble of reality. You're in your bubble of reality. He's in his bubble of reality. She's in her bubble of reality. And then we're in this big collective field together. I can see your reality. I can appreciate it. I can think, cool, what an interesting way to, to view and see and perceive life. And I have my way of viewing, perceiving, and seeing life. Cool. Doesn't mean I have to jump out of my bubble into your bubble, and you don't have to jump out of your bubble into my bubble, but we can see each other's bubbles, right? And if you like your bubble, continue to grow your bubble. Be in your bubble. Focus on the thoughts that bring you joy and health and wealth and beauty and awesomeness and prosperity and all the wonderful happenings in the world. If you don't like your bubble and you don't like your experience, again, you could try to go out there and change everything that's happening out there. Or you can start to dial in here a little bit stronger, a little bit more diligently, a little bit more mindfully, and start to be conscious of the thoughts that you're having. So those are thoughts, okay? And thoughts come from everywhere. It's part of how our brain is built. Beliefs. Beliefs are a bunch of thoughts that are similar that gather together. Think of like oil and water. When you put a bunch of oil in water, first you might have oil bubbles all over the place, right? You have several oil bubbles, 50 oil bubbles. And all of a sudden, over time, if you watch it over a few minutes, all those oil bubbles separate start to formulate together because there's a similar frequency, there's a similar energy, there's a similar consistency, they're the same substance, right? So thoughts that you have repetitively over time have the same substance, they have the same energy, they have the same frequency, they have the same tone. So what happens if you start having positive thoughts over and 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 you're consciously choosing that over and over and over and over and over and over and over those thoughts like oil bubbles start to formulate together and they start to formulate a belief system. Belief systems are just thoughts that have all come together under the same umbrella that are kind of the same. They might have the same energy, the same emotions, the same thought, the same flow, and then that that belief system, the more that you anchor into it, the more you live from that belief system, the more that you function your life and manifest from that belief system, it becomes known as a paradigm. So it becomes an entire way of living, an entire way of being. So for me, for example, uh, thankfully, at a young age, I was able to see spirit. I was able to communicate with the unseen world. I was able to see people who had passed away and communicate them. I was able to see fairies. I was able to see auric fields around people. I was able to feel and hear and see what people were going through without them ever telling me. Even as a kid, they would adults would come and talk to me about stuff that I'm like, I'm like a four-year-old or a six-year-old. This is stuff that I really shouldn't be knowing about, right? 
Why would that happen? Well, there was already a system built in within me, my soul's purpose to come onto this planet, to have my faculties, my intuitive faculties open. Fast forward to when I was 14 and I learned about meditation and I self-studied meditation. I started to believe in meditation. I started to have thoughts that were conscious thoughts, that were spiritual thoughts, that were actually improving my life and improving the relationship that I have to myself and to the world around me. Because prior to that, even though I was very social and people wanted to be around me, I actually felt very uncomfortable most of the time being around people because I could feel everything that they were feeling. I could hear everything they were thinking. I could see oftentimes things that were about to happen and not having a safe space to communicate that makes it very uncomfortable. So then you have kids, you know, that are around when you try to open up and they go, you're weird. You're a weirdo. Tara's a weirdo. You know, things like that, right? All of a sudden, you, I, I started to go within. I withdrew and I went within and I created my own safe bubble. So I knew that meditation was a safe space for me. It was my point of connection to spirit, spirituality, to myself. So over time, right, I'm, I'm going to be 43 soon. That's a long time, 14 to 43. That's a long time to be practicing meditation. So it would have started out with some thoughts. Cool. These are some new practices. These are some new thoughts that I'm having. Then all of a sudden, after time, those thoughts become beliefs. So for me, I believe that meditation is a very powerful tool to allow me to connect to myself and to the divine, to get clear, to manifest, to manage my emotions, to flow through my life. And after a certain amount of time of believing in those belief systems, that belief system becomes a paradigm. It becomes an entire way of living and being. There has not been one day of my life since 14 that I have not meditated because it's a way of being. It's a way of living now. It's a paradigm. Okay. So now insert that into what's happening on the planet. Right now, there's a lot of change happening. There's a lot of shifting that's going on. And people are being asked to gently, maybe big time wake up right there's a there's a mass awakening that's happening on the planet right now and awakening means opening our eyes and our ears and our feelers to everything that's going on not being blinded anymore not not walking around with our eyes closed or our eyes closed off you know the here see what is it hear no evil see no evil whatever it is right like it, it's really opening up all our faculties opening up all our senses opening up all parts of ourselves to see clearly that's really what awakening is, is to see with different eyes, to move about in the world in a different way that grows us, that enlivens us, that empowers us, that shakes us up sometimes to become greater versions of ourselves, more beautiful, more abundant, more flowing, more bliss, more joy, more health, more everything that feels so good. That's what comes from awakening. So in the space of awakening, we sometimes have to look at belief systems and paradigms and thoughts that might not serve us and that haven't been serving humanity. And there's a lot of that going on right now. There are a lot of paradigm shifts going on right now. So for example, let's say we wake up tomorrow morning and you, you, you your whole life have been told that the moon is this, for example. This is what the moon is. And you have beliefs about the moon and you have rituals around the moon and you have all this energy around the moon. Well, what if we wake up one morning and then all of a sudden they go, yeah, you know what? That was false. I'm not, and I'm not saying this is true. I'm just giving you like some random example, okay? And all of a sudden somebody says, that's not true. Everything that you thought you knew about the moon was a lie. And you'd be like, oh, right? What's going to happen is either you're going to be somebody that's going to be like, oh my God, I knew this the whole time I knew this, right? Or you're going to be like, maybe I could see, okay, you know, maybe, right? Or you could be like many people that are going to go into serious resistance, right? 
And again, this is just some random out there example, okay? But what can happen is when there's paradigm and belief system changes upon us, the ego usually resists. The ego usually fights back. It wants to push. It doesn't believe that that's going to change because it's afraid of that. It knows life to be a certain way, so it wants to hold on to that. It wants to hold on to the paradigm. It wants to hold on to the belief systems, and it wants to hold on to the thoughts because all of those three things are connected to its identity. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's saying, oh, my God, my identity is threatened. What are you talking about? Oh, my God, this, I have to believe something different. I have to think something different. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden, all their paradigm, belief system, ways of being, ways of living in the world start to burst. Pop, 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 pop. That can freak people out. That can scare people. That can shake people up big time. Right. And so this is what's happening right now. Okay. So let's say, you know, I, I go back to when I was 14 and I remember when I learned about meditation and the, my English school teachers said, talked about reincarnation. Well, I didn't know about reincarnation. I had been to Sunday school. I had gone to church. They never talked about reincarnation. All of a sudden, from this other perspective, from the Buddhist perspective, from the yogic perspective, there's this thing that's called reincarnation. That totally upset my world, completely upset my world because I love my family. Now you're telling me that I could have had a different family in another lifetime and I probably will have a different family as I go forward. What the F is that? What are you talking about? I went into serious resistance. Now, this is only at the age of 14, right? 14, that's only 14 years to build up a belief system in a certain way that did not believe that anything like reincarnation even existed. So imagine now people that are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years old who have well practiced a certain paradigm and way of living and being, being told that maybe the world isn't what it seems. Maybe this isn't what it seems. Maybe this is not for your better good. Maybe this organization doesn't have your best interest at heart. Maybe mainstream doesn't have your best interest at heart. Maybe all the stories and the things that we've been told do not have your best interest at heart. <gasps> What do you mean? I faithfully believed in this my whole life. I faithfully sat down at 6 p.m. and turned on something and watched something consistently and religiously every single day, sometimes three times a day. <gasps> what do you mean that's not true? <gasps> what do you mean all of it's a big illusion? <gasps> you know what I mean? So these are some of the examples I bring forward because this is what's happening on the planet right now. Just like when I was 14, what do you mean reincarnation? I, I had different parents. I had, I was a different person. I wasn't me. I wasn't me. And what I think is me right now wasn't me before and might not be me in the future. <gasps> right? All of a sudden the ego identity has a total freak out because it wants to hold on to what it knows and believes is true because it's well practiced. And because of those beliefs and those thoughts, the paradigm and the, and the way of living has been well adapted, well adjusted, well accepted and well lived. And then when something else comes along to shake that up or as the ego would perceive it, threaten that way of living and being, ah, right? It freaks out and all of a sudden all chaos is inside of self. What do you mean? So again, some people, if the ego is resisting like that, it's going to throw up resistance. It's most likely, I wrote down some points here. It's first going to resist. It's going to resist. It's going to be like in total denial, total denial. That's not true. There's no way that's true. Resist, 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 push back, push back, push back, push back. Then from the resistance, it starts to fight back, right? It's trying to hold it off as long as it can. And then it starts to fight because it wants to hold on because the ego likes its, it likes its comfort and it likes its identity and it likes to hold on. It doesn't like change. It doesn't do well with change. It doesn't do well with shifts. 
It likes its consistency because it's well-practiced and well-adapted to living and being and doing so in that way. So it might fight back. It might be like, I'm going to prove everybody else wrong. I'm going to prove that that's not true. Bam, 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 right? So it starts to fight back. The next thing that it tries to do is it tries to maintain control. What are you telling me? This is different. This is wrong. This is not that. This It tries to maintain control. So it either is going to try to control the external world around itself or it's going to really hold on even harder. It's going to control, 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 tighten, tighten, tighten. And that's the last thing that I wrote in my notes here was that it holds on. It holds on. It, it holds on to the very end until the higher self, because the higher self is always saying, you know, you're always growing. Your soul is infinite. Your soul is infinitely growing, infinitely expanding, infinitely shifting, infinitely evolving. And you will ever do so from now until the end of time. You know, it's going to keep growing. It's going to keep shifting. That's what the higher self, that's what the soul would say. So, so until we get that knock over the head sometimes or divine intervention comes in or maybe enough people around you start believing that thing and then you seem like the oddball out and you're like, Maybe there's something to this. Maybe I could open up a little crack. Maybe there is something to this. And all of a sudden you start questioning. Maybe, what if, poof, all of a sudden the light bulbs go off. All of a sudden the cracking open starts to happen. All, the way, all of a sudden the falling away of the old starts to happen because you're not resisting. You move into a space of just being curious again, which is exactly where I started this conversation. Full circle, baby, right? All of a sudden we start questioning and we start getting curious. I wonder, what if that? That wasn't true. What if? What if? And then the mind has an opportunity to loosen. The mind has an opportunity to let go. The ego stops controlling. The ego stops resisting. The ego stops fighting so hard, right? And just quickly, the story that I want to share with you. So last night when I was meditating, I had my guides come in and they said, are you ready? And I said, ready for what? And they said, ready for the next level of you. And I'm always open to this because I've had this happen so many times now. So then when awakening comes i'm in full alignment with i'm like yes bring it on bring on the awakening i'm ready for it and then all of a sudden i could feel like they said we're peeling off the layers like we're really going to let you see everything for what it is the truth of the truth of the truth of the truth for what everything really is and all of a sudden i who's very comfortable with change who's gone through many moments of awakening i experience a moment of like <gasps> i don't know if i'm ready for this i don't know i don't know if i want to see this and i don't want to be the only one to see all that and i had a freak out i felt it i felt the ego even inside of me and i've been practicing this for a long time i had a moment so i was like whoo i went into breathing i went into compassion i went into light i went into release i went into my heart and all of a sudden i melted so I bring that forward. There's more details to it, but I wanted to make sure that I keep this within that 20 minute space. We're all going through paradigm shifts right now. We're all going through belief system changes right now. Hold yourself in a state of compassion. Hold other people in a state of compassion too, because we're all moving. We're all moving at different rates and different paces. And paradigm shifts are really big. Those are really big, well-practiced ways of being, well-patterned ways of being. And when they feel threatened, when those paradigms feel threatened, People tend to freak out and they retaliate a little bit. So let's be loving to one another. Let's be loving and kind, as they say in Reiki, be loving and kind to our neighbors. I honor, I appreciate, I am loving and kind to my neighbors and all living things. That's one of the Reiki principles. I think number five, I honor just for today. Just for today, I honor all living beings. I respect and honor my neighbors, right? So let's show some compassion. Let's show some respect. Let's show some love. Let's be compassionate and honor all of us here having this human experience together, these spiritual beings that we are that are infinitely growing and expanding, always rising, always evolving, ever awakening. 
And in those moments of awakening, in those moments of paradigm shifting, we can feel the rattle and we can feel the tightness and we can feel the constriction and we can feel the fear and we can feel the resistance and we can feel the ego holding on and we can feel those ah, moments, right? And you might even see it in other people. And that's where we got to go deeper in our heart, open the heart, be more compassionate, be more loving, be softer with yourself and softer with others. Let's hold the space for one another so that we can all have this beautiful release and beautiful easy awakening because things are about to get really hot and really interesting and really amazing for all of humanity and there might be some some things right there might be some some pieces that of the self each of us that may not be ready to see and may not be ready to let go and may not be ready to have those paradigm bubbles burst and yet it's something that has to happen it's always something that has to happen. In order for me to become a mom, I had to let go of the version of me that was single and married and having fun and living my life and you know having 12 to 14 hours to invest in my business because I loved it so much. Prior to me getting married, I was a single lady. I was having fun, traveling the world, doing my thing. I had to shift that paradigm in order to become a really present, loving, compassionate, considerate, evolving partner to Gabriel. We go through paradigm shifts all the time. We're in a massive collective humanity paradigm shift right now. So I love you all so much. If you have any questions, feel free to post them in the comments. I love you, I love you, I love you. And I hope that you stay in your heart throughout all of this. Be kind to yourself, be kind to your neighbors and every being around you right now. We're all moving and shaking so, so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rising Consciousness Show today. To join our Facebook group, all you need to do is go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash I rise and thrive.